And one thing I've noticed with when it comes to leadership is that people will warm up to you based on how you relate to them. People buy into you before they buy into your vision. Before they buy into what you're selling, they first either like your personality, and if they like your personality, if they like you, they can now take what you're selling. If they don't like you, and they don't like how you are relating to them, then they will not buy whatever it is that you're selling. In other words, people come into you or love you or follow you based on who you are, not what you've done. And most of the people do not understand this concept that people will love you just because of who you are, not because of what you've done. They will now begin to see what you've done after they already like you. Okay, this is interpersonal skills and every leader has to develop, in my view, has to develop interpersonal skills such that you are able to interact with people in a very easy way. You are not struggling to interact with people and people are not struggling to interact with you. Now this comes automatically uh, for the sanguines, for those who have an extroverted personality. This comes naturally. But for the melancholies and or the introverted people, this would take a lot of work for them to be able to mingle with people and, and just be where people are. So it takes a lot of work for the introverted leader to become extroverted or to become or to develop good interpersonal skills. An introverted leader does not want to be where people are but he has to be or she has to be because as a leader you represent people as a leader you interact with people as a leader you are with the people and your leadership is dependent on people in fact there's a quote by john maxwell that, that says if you think you are leading and no one is following you you are taking a walk so you've got to know do you have followers do you have people who are following you or are you just taking a walk? So, And this has to do a lot with interpersonal skills, a lot with how you relate, how you, uh, you relate to people. Okay, So there are three aspects that uh, we looked at uh, or that, that I mentioned at the beginning. Uh, three aspects of interpers interpersonal skills in practice. Number one, we said being socially perceptive. Number two, we said showing emotional intelligence. And number three, we, talk, we, we mentioned managing interpersonal conflicts. These are the three main things, but they are not the only ones. You can study more and find more things or more parts of interpersonal skills. You read that book and see and, and also get books that talk about how to relate to people especially from a leadership perspective because you're a leader how do you relate with people if you don't like people you may want to start liking them okay because you cannot become a leader when you don't like people so being uh, so let's begin with uh, the point number one being socially 
percent but before we do that let's let's create a background let's create uh, uh, let's have an understanding of what we are talking about when we talk about interpersonal skills okay these are skills that are acquired when uh, you know when you are dealing with people these skills are acquired when you're dealing with people interpersonal skills okay now some of these skills are when you are empathetic they can be developed through empathy you're empathetic with people and so you uh, empathy means that you're able to see or to understand where people are at and by showing empathy you can build trust uh, with people you can uh, foster collaboration with people as a leader so one of the key things that are so important when it comes to interpersonal skills is be empathetic understand where people are put yourself in their shoes and be able to feel their pain okay be able to feel their joy be among them and and one of the things to do this is to always care for them always know what it want to know what, how they are doing in their own lives there's a quote uh, that says people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care so care comes into this aspect of interpersonal skills and the only way people know how you care is if you care okay as i said earlier you can speak a lot of wisdom you can speak a lot of stuff you can say nice things you can be very charismatic but if you don't care people will not listen to you people will not want to follow you and so the first aspect of interpersonal skills is let people know that you care you cannot lead people that you don't care about okay so let's look at social uh, perceptive being socially perceptive what does this mean uh, in leadership what does it entail okay uh, this is the ability to interpret social cues the ability to interpret social cues or or what the society is saying or where the society is going you're able to interpret this it is also the ability to interpret social emotions the emotions of the people if you are socially perceptive as a leader and you're developing these interpersonal skills then you are able to interpret social cues you're also able to interpret social emotions and you're also able to interpret the behaviors of others okay it is the ability to understand being socially perceptive the ability to understand and interpret social cues uh, interpret social emotions and interpret behaviors of others it is those signs from society signs of tiredness signs of joy they're just giving you cues of where the society is going uh, so you're able to interpret that for example uh, at this point in our country the social cue in the country is that majority of people don't want the finance bill uh, but then the, is the leader able to interpret that cue we are giving him a cue saying we don't we are not ready for it 
it is not bad but maybe it's not for now some people are saying okay and then uh, interpret the social emotions and interpret the behaviors of others this is a skill that you have to develop if you are to lead people it's like when you stand on the pulpit and you know people are listening to you just by the way they are reacting or they are not listening to you just by how they are reacting you are able to tell where whether your message is being accepted or not being accepted that's a cue or when people are hungry and you are standing and you are doing your stuff and the congregation or the people that are listening to you are hungry they are giving you cues you know so you're able to see that as a leader there's a book i would recommend uh, it's not a christian book but it's a very wonderful book it is called the law of human nature by robert green uh, the laws of human nature by robert green get that book and read it it's a huge book it's a 700 or 800 page book but when you read it it will totally completely change how you interact with people it will give you skills to be able to read people to be able to understand people please understand that the leadership business is all about people there is nothing else without people there is no leadership so you cannot lead if you don't have people to lead and for you to lead people well you've got to understand them you've got to know them you've got to interpret them you've got to uh, identify their behavior and be able to interpret the behavior of the people that you're leading if you interpret this behavior correctly then you will lead very well and people will begin to accept your leadership if you misinterpret their behavior then they will they will fire against you and you will have a lot of trouble in your leadership so this is very critical interpersonal skills because it's one thing to understand and to have administrative skills it's another whole different thing to have interpersonal skills but you have you have to have them both the administrative skills and the interpersonal skills interpersonal skills are critical because you need the support of the people that you are seeking to influence in fact uh, in the laws of influence or in one of the, in one of the books that i have asked you to read you will learn that people cannot be influenced unless they allow you to influence them you cannot influence anyone who has not allowed themselves to be influenced by you if they reject your influence it is impossible for you to influence them okay so this kind of leaders who understand people who have this kind of leaders who have brilliant uh, interpersonal skills are skilled at reading nonverbal communication all right and it is said that 70% of all communication is nonverbal people don't say what they mean and sometimes they don't mean what they say the interpretation of what people say is all based on the nonverbal communication people speak things but what they are doing when they are speaking is what speaks louder and so you have to uh, to be able uh, uh, you know to read the minds and the and the and the behavior of people the nonverbal communication for example when an american president uh, uh, you know sorry not an american president when someone wants to become an american president they are trained 
on non-verbal communication and non-verbal cues such that by the time they stand before the world stage or by the time they become presidents of, of the United States, they are already trained in non-verbal communication. The, the hand gestures, facial expressions, eye contact, they are trained on all these things because this is critical for America. They want to maintain uh, their power. They want to maintain that aspect that they are the bigger, they're the bigger person. And so wherever they go, you will find and realize that their presidents are first of all, they are tall people. Okay, uh, they are tall because of the trait theory. The trait theory states that the physique of a person determines that whether they are leaders or not. And so most American presidents are tall, okay, and they are trained to read nonverbal communication and to give nonverbal cues. So uh, uh, these leaders who have who are brilliant in interpersonal skills understand. Uh, they are skilled in reading non-verbal communication such as body language and facial expressions and they are attentive to the needs and concerns of their team members they're able to know you you must be able to know as a leader from facial expressions whether someone is happy or not okay by being socially perceptive uh, in this leadership you can adapt uh, your communication style uh, because we'll also look at communication styles you can adapt your communication styles and approach to connect with others effectively now let me explain a little bit of that what i'm saying is this uh, your communication style must be different based on who you are addressing if you are addressing a church your communication style is different if you're ad addressing a corporate gathering, your communication style must adapt to that uh, gathering. If you're addressing a group of students, uh, uh, high school students, then you must adapt your communication style to them. If you're addressing a group of, of uh, university students, then your communication style must adapt to that. So what this does, interpersonal skills, is that it also helps you as a leader to know what how to communicate where so you are able to know if i use this communication style this will work but if i use this style it won't work and so and so you are able to understand your congregation you're able to understand the people that you are leading and the persons who are with you so to to understand this more this is what i'm saying to successfully lead an organization Okay, because here we are talking about organizations, we are talking about companies, we are talking about people who are following us. When I talk about organizations, sometimes you find you are the one who owns the organization and sometimes you are not the one who owns the organization. The organization owns you, so they pay your salaries and all that. And so for you to, able, to be able uh, to lead an organization toward change, whether it is your own personal organization that you've started or an organization that you are hired to work in, you must be sensitive, okay, to how your ideas fit in with other people's ideas. You've got to be sensitive in this environment. If, for example, you are working in a public office or you are working in the private sector or you are working in advertising industry, whatever industry you are at, 
if you're employed or if you are a partner or if you are working for yourself and you are, you are an entrepreneur and you have a business that you're running you've got to still be sensitive so there's three sides of sensitivity you've got to be sensitive to those who are above you you have to be sensitive to those who are in your same in, in you are in the same level and you have to be sensitive to those who are below you and whenever you have an idea and whenever you are sharing an idea you've got to be sensitive how this idea fits in with others ideas but the most important thing is how this idea fits in with the organization's main idea which we call vision the vision of the organization how does this idea that you have fit in with the main idea of the organization which is the vision of that organization that is uh, for you to identify that for you to be able to know that you must have serious interpersonal skills all right so you have to have serious interpersonal skills for you to be able to understand that this this having when i say having serious interpersonal skills i'm talking about having insight all right insight and awareness uh, of what is important to others what is it that they consider is so important to them what is very important to this organization for example there are some organizations uh, to whom money making money is the most important thing that you can ever do so whenever you have an idea it needs to fit in to the uh, to the process or the or the main idea of this organization making money there are some other organizations their main idea is to help to go out and help people so whenever you come up with an idea you must tie it in with helping people okay so uh, insights and awareness of what is important to others you also have to understand how people are motivated what because what motivates this person may not be the same thing that motivates this other person so you have to also have this insight into how people are motivated and then you have to also have insight on the problems that they are facing both at home and at work remember this is in any level of leadership whether you are the top level mid level low level leadership this is it cuts across the the ability to understand people's problems whether it's a marriage problem where it's a family problem it's a child problem whatever problem these people are facing you are able to be there with them to listen to them and then you also have to have insight and awareness of how people react to change this is especially if you are the top level leadership how will people react to change when you want to introduce something different something that probably has never been done in that organization and you want to be the one to introduce it how will people react to change and i said i think some time back i said there is a whole course on change management in fact sometimes when i consult for change it is one of the toughest jobs that you can ever take because people don't like change people want to remain the way they are where they are
okay the way things are that's how they want to remain and so it's very difficult to introduce change and as a leader at the top you may sometimes want to introduce change you may you may go back to administrative skills and begin to see that there is a change of trend uh, you know people are preferring something other than what you are offering and then you begin to try to change it with your own organ in your own organization and there's a particular culture a particular way your organization operates and now they begin to resist you they're not resisting the change they are resisting you just like Kenya is now resisting the president because he's bringing change and by bringing change he's making our lives uncomfortable and so people want things to remain as they are they don't want to change people want to see development people want to see the country move but they don't want to do what is required for the country to move so there are all these things that as a leader uh, and you want to develop your interpersonal skills there's so many things to consider because when you have this interpersonal skill when you have this social perceptiveness you must be keen uh, uh, or have a keen sense on how your people respond to that change or to proposed change uh, uh, you know in your organization in other words someone said you could say that a social perceptive leader has a finger on the pulse of employees on any issue at any time you're always checking on the pulse of the people you're checking are they are they are they dead are they alive are they working you know for you to begin to lead and to do so many things now let me say this you you're all leaders in your own way and one of the key things that i've mentioned develop interpersonal skills when you develop these interpersonal skills you will find yourself having an easy time in leadership than many other leaders who have not developed interpersonal skills develop these interpersonal skills talk well with people speak well to people okay and read the book that i have proposed the laws of human nature by by robert green read it it will help you to understand people okay the number two aspect under interpersonal skills is showing emotional intelligence showing emotional intelligence this is a study emotional intelligence it has it is not an old study it is a new study uh, uh, maybe came or emerged uh, has emerged in the last 20 25 years so it's still a new study and more research is being done uh, you know to increase on it but in my view it is one of the most profound studies that has been discovered or that has come especially to the leadership study uh, in our generation emotional intelligence i know you've heard about this word i know that you've heard it many times before and maybe some of you have even read uh, you know a lot of information about emotional intelligence and you can get a book uh, of the guy who created this whole thing uh, that is called the book is called emotional intelligence by daniel gold i think goldman or goldman so emotional intelligence just google the book and you will get it this whole thing of emotions emotions uh, uh, we are always urged to depend on our intellect we are always urged to depend on reasoning to depend on logic but then we are human beings we are emotional beings mostly and sometimes when you are leading 
you may be uh, you may find yourself leading through your emotions you may find yourself you're getting angry you're getting uh, irritated and frustrated by things or you may get yourself uh, you know rejoicing and being happy uh, uh, you know extraordinarily happy and so it's important to understand emotional intelligence and how it works and how you can integrate it in your leadership this is uh, emotional intelligence uh, is recognizing and understanding okay so the first thing that you have to do is to recognize uh, your own emotions recognize the kind of emotions that you have are you a temperamental person uh, are you someone who loses uh, their coolness or their their their, uh, their temper quickly or are you someone who can hold off uh, and just be uh, uh, you know and just be patient so the first thing that you have to do is to recognize your own emotions then the second thing that you must do is understand your own emotions okay and number three manage your own emotions now once you've done that you've recognized understood and managed your own emotions then now you do the same with the other emo uh, other people's emotions so one recognize your own emotions two understand your own emotions three manage your own emotions and then the second thing recognize other people's emotions uh, you know the world we live in is we are so self-centered sometimes we don't recognize that other people exist especially when it comes to something that favors us now recognize other people's emotions understand other people's emotions and manage other people's emotions that is the entire thing or the entire concept of emotional intelligence now the idea here in this class is for me to encourage you to increase your emotional intelligence to have a higher emotional intelligence than the people you are leading let don't allow yourself to be caught up on emotional stuff and your people are more emotionally intelligent than you are okay because then that be begins to destroy your credibility so leaders uh, if you have a high emotional intelligence it means that you are self-aware okay you are aware of yourself and you are able to regulate your emotions so when I say increase your emotional intelligence I'm saying increase your self-awareness increase your ability to regulate your own emotions and be empathetic towards the people that you are leading okay increase your self-awareness in other words become so aware of yourself that you know that you know that you know beyond any shadow of a doubt how you are likely to react in a particular situation you just know and then increase your ability to regulate that emotion when sometimes you feel like you want to bust up and speak words that you will regret later and you know that you know that you know in that instant you will speak those words now rise higher and be able to regulate that emotion such that you swallow whatever you want to say and you don't say it and you calm yourself until you get to the right time and you say it therefore meaning that if you're able to do that you have become empathetic toward the team members or towards the people that are following you or towards anyone who is around you whether it is your husband your wife 
your children, uh, your school, your organization, your company, whatever industry you are in, regulate. Increase your ability to regulate your emotional intelligence. If you can do that, then you'll begin to notice that you have the ability to build stronger relationships. Okay, you will have more powerful relationships. You have people around you because now you can tolerate a lot of things. Now you can control and regulate your emotions. Then you will manage by just doing this. You will begin to realize that you are having an ability to navigate conflicts. Okay, you're able to navigate and go around conflicts without really getting yourself. Uh, in these conflicts without being drawn into them you're able to navigate them you'll also begin to to realize that you are creating a positive uh, a positivity around you people want to hang around you people want to be with you people want to listen to you people want to be with you because you are not just you're not just there to criticize them no you are there encouraging them you have become their motivational speaker you have become their inspirer you have become this person who is so in charge of themselves that nothing can shake you and nothing can make you react okay so you're in charge of your emotions until people begin to ask you do you ever get angry okay how do you manage to do all this there's so much work now emotional intelligence doesn't mean that you're quiet or that you're silent or that when pain uh, when people do things that hurt you that now you go quiet no emotional intelligence is having the courage to ask the question why is this person doing this where are they coming from what is it that is causing them to say the things that they are saying okay and you begin to understand that you are becoming more empathetic towards people even when they say things against you uh, and and you listen to them because you are not expected to respond to every criticism as a leader sometimes you will respond and it will backfire on you so you are expected to have control of yourself to have self control okay so emotional intelligence is a big topic and it's a serious topic and you can study and and I would like to encourage you to study it even more deeply to go deeper in it and understand it and then begin to practice emotional intelligence this is this is uh, because this whole concept is about a person's ability to understand their own emotion and others emotions now it's easier to understand your own emotions but it's very difficult to understand the other person's emotion okay and then once you do that now you must also develop the ability to uh, to apply this to your life when you're driving on the roads and people are overtaking you narrowly and and it's also almost that they they are creating uh they are disrespecting you uh control yourself don't speak words don't insult others control yourself okay there are those moments when you feel like you want to respond like you want to say something but control yourself all right now this is ability not just to understand uh, emotions but also the ability to control expressed emotions you're able to control what you express so you don't just express your emotions anyhow you filter what you express 
okay the filtering part is the hardest part because there is this push to say something wrong but then there is this voice that is telling you you are a leader you are a leader you cannot do this you cannot say this you cannot say this so it is that ability to perceive and express emotions it is also the ability to use emotions to facilitate thinking okay now that's a very technical st statement because how do you use how do you combine logic and emotions and then be able to create something out of it uh, how do you reason with emotions how do you understand with emotions okay that is all about emotional intelligence how do you manage emotions effectively within yourself and your relationships with others that is what i'm talking about if you're able to do that then you have raised the bar of your leadership okay now what do you need to do this let's look at uh, four maybe three things that as a leader you may need to do this all right so the number one thing that you need to work on to do what i've just explained is that you need to work on becoming aware of your emotions you need to take an emotional pulse Every time you feel like blowing up, you need to calm down and listen to emotions, emotional pulse, and identify your feelings as they happen. Okay. Number two, take emotional pulse and identify your feelings as they are happening. The process. Have have that ability <clears throat> to process your feelings and ask yourself am i mad <coughs> glad sad or scared what what are your feelings at that moment do your best to put words into your feelings okay and identify also what is causing what, why am i feeling the way i'm feeling if i'm sad why am i feeling sad if i'm scared what is making me feel scared ask those questions and then you be, that way you'll begin now to identify the source and once you have the source you're able to sort the whole feeling okay this is what we call emotional states and and these emotional states can range from high to low low to high you know in terms of intensity it can be very intense or not intense intense you can be you can be at one moment you can feel content and thrilled uh, you can feel anxious or terrified okay so paying it paying attention to your emotional states and being is how you articulate them now please understand that once you begin to do this even the level of your stress will begin to come down whenever your stress is at a hundred and you're able to regulate your emotions you can bring it to as low as 30 or 20 or zero okay so allow yourself to feel these feelings but also allow yourself to identify these feelings and the source of these feelings then the next point number three is a leader should train you should train to become aware of the emotions of others you should train yourself to become aware of the emotions of others other people and the last part under interpersonal skills is managing interpersonal conflict this is another key thing how do you handle conflict and one of the ways to do that is to go back to point two emotional intelligence this is a critical tool 
for leaders, for all of us, okay? You must develop a skill in handling conflict. Reason is because you will always face conflict. You will always be faced, even right now, there may be some of us who are facing conflict either in our organizations or our homes or companies, but there's conflict, okay? Uh, now, conflict creates the need for change. And sometimes it occurs as a result of change. Whenever there is conflict, it means that maybe it's time to change. Maybe it's time to do a few things differently. Maybe it's time to, uh, to uh, you know, to re reinvent the organization. If there's conflict in the marriage, maybe it's time to begin to reinvent and change a few things uh, because clearly there's conflict, something is not working. Now, conflict is, is, is not always bad, okay? As much as it is uncomfortable, it is not always bad. So we talk about conflict. Uh, conflict is uncomfortable. No one wants to find themselves in co under conflict. But it's not unhealthy. It's good. Uh, and sometimes it's necessary to have conflict. Whether it's a church, an organization, or whatever area you're at. The reason is, sometimes conflict is an indication that it is time to rethink. It is time to see things in a different way. Sometimes conflict brings, uh, you know, gives birth to, uh, to new ideas, to new things. But that is when, it can only do that when it is handled in the right way. If you handle conflict in the wrong way, it can destroy your organization. It can destroy you. Okay? So you've got to develop conflict resolution skills and, and manage, uh, manage it and manage it in an effective and productive ways. Always look at what good can come out of conflict. It doesn't matter how bad uh, the conflict has been, always look at how good uh, or the good that can come out of it. What do we need to change? Where do we need to, uh, you know, to, put, to do things uh, differently so that this conflict can, can come to an end? Change can bring conflict. And conflict can bring change. So the first thing that you have to identify, what came first? Is this change being implemented because there was conflict? Or is it that now this change, the introduction of change, has brought conflict? Once you identify those two things, then you'll be able to know this change, if this change has birthed conflict, then you can manage the change. If the conflict has birthed uh, the change, then you can manage the conflict. When it comes to church, uh, things can be very, very messy. And, and there's a book I was reading uh, that's called The Autopsy of a Diseased Church. And, and this person who's written it went around, you know, collecting data and doing research of churches that have been closed, churches that died. And there's one church that died because of a room, a church room. Uh, this room was called Lydia, Lydia room. And, and the people in the church, and that room created conflict uh, as to who will use it, what time they use it. And you see, it became such a huge problem that the, the conflict became so big, it wasn't managed, and so the church died, and it was closed. 
and years later uh, is when members, some members, some former members of the church look back and, and say that was a very silly thing uh, for us to fight over. So conflict in church can come from anywhere. It can be uh, how the, the color of the wall, it can be the, the tables that the pastors are sitting on, it can be anything and it brings bad, I mean like crazy, crazy conflict. But some people oppose things for the sake of opposing them. And so you have to also uh, fight back.